Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and I am in a good mood and happy, even though Steve and I got smoked last week because we have another opportunity to bounce back, and we need to. And if you need to find a place to place your bets, it's betonline.ag. It's the promo code podcast one, and you can get a 50% sign-up bonus Today, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. He is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. I am, I think, one of the only former NFL players that actually talks betting lines each and every week and gives you my perspective on the games at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're a Facebook person, it's facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And if you like to actually go to the games, it's all about the SeatGeek app. That's what's cool. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, like my dude Adam from Northwestern, shout out for him for he and his wife being so awesome across the pond in London. If you like to place wagers, you're listening. But a lot of you, like Adam did for that Chargers-Titans game, like to go to the games as well. The SeatGeek app is the way to do it. You have to use the SeatGeek app because no matter what game or concert or show, they're going to aggregate multiple ticket sites, put them all together into one so you can price shop, compare, and pick what's best for you. That's what's awesome, too. We check it out for everything. We actually check it out, my wife and I, just to see what else might be around in the area that we're not even thinking about or didn't even hear about. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter promo code EVENMONEY today. That's promo code EVENMONEY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets and we have to go over what happened last week, our mistakes, even if it won't be all that pleasant. All right, Steve, let's start with our first game last week and our first best bet. We both put a unit on Arizona at home because they had been playing very competitive. They lost 45-10, to 10, so that ended up being what you would say a bad choice. Total no-show by the Cardinals that, Steve, you and I did not see coming. Yeah, and I think it's time to evaluate Arizona for what they are along with Buffalo, just completely anemic on offense, and I don't think it's going to change. We didn't do anything with Tennessee, L.A. or Tampa Bay, Cleveland. Thankfully, I put two units on the Carolina Panthers getting four and a half points, which was looking awful, Steve. They were down 17 nothing. really should have been 20 nothing. The Eagles kicker missed like a 36-yard kick, 
and then they came all the way back in a great win for the Panthers, a great win for me getting those two units, and a brutal, brutal loss for the Eagles. I still think the Eagles are going to be fine. I like what I see out of Wentz. I don't like the secondary, obviously, for the Eagles. But I think that by the time the season ends, I still think the Eagles are going to win the division. Yeah, I think it'll be between them and the Redskins. Redskins are playing pretty solid. We'll get to that. Uh, I leaned New England for the Patriots and Bears. Wish I had gone more than just leaning. You put two units on the Bears. They lost 38-31, Steve, and really it was special teams that killed you. I mean, a kickoff return for a touchdown and a blocked punt for a touchdown, you can't take that into account when you're handicapping a game or expect that. Yeah, still what I... I won the turnover battle with the Bears, though. I'm not going to say the Bears were the right side. Concerns about the Bears' defense that got absolutely punked in Miami and now problems with New England. Maybe it's not the elite D we expected. I put a unit on the Bills, and you leaned that way. Wow. They were a no-show as well. I don't know why I put a unit on them. I can't even remember why I did that. I knew they were going to lose that game. I just thought, I guess, that they could keep it close. Houston at Jacksonville, Steve. I don't think I had ever put three units on a game before. You put two units on it. We both felt great about it. I mean great about it. And they got destroyed by the Houston Texans. That was a that and the Bills winning in Minnesota, I'm not kidding, were like my two biggest surprises of the whole season so far. I really felt confident the Jaguars were going to take it to the Texans. That was a stunner, Steve. Yeah, home run spot for Jacksonville. A good team off of back-to-back blowout loss as well. Correction, not a good team because Blake Bortles can't play quarterback worth a lick and locker room meltdowns. And it'll be interesting to see what the Jaguars' chemistry is going to be the rest of the year. Then you get to... New Orleans and Baltimore, it was another best bet. We both put units on the Ravens, laying two and a half points. And we might have had a shot in overtime, Steve. If Justin Tucker makes the extra point, we might have had a shot in overtime, but we lost that one as well. Cowboys, Redskins, I put a unit on the under, 41 and a half. Thankfully, that came through for me because we needed it. Yet another best bet. How about this one? How about freaking this one? The Bengals and the Chiefs over unders 58 and a half. The Chiefs score 45 points and the over doesn't hit. 45 points for the Chiefs and the Bengals couldn't even get us 14 measly points to get the over. That one, I'm legitimately mad at the Bengals and the Jaguars. Yeah, Bengals in prime time, they win less than 25% of the time, and Andy Dalton's a big part of it, and he was a no-show again in a prime time game. Awful. Absolutely awful. So then you keep it going. We also had another best bet where we both liked the Niners at home getting 10 points against the Rams. Two more units there, and the Niners got obliterated. Our faith in them was not rewarded. The Rams are that good, and the Niners no-showed on us. So the final tally, Steve, was ugly. 
Real, really, really ugly. We had one of those weeks. I was down seven units. You were down ten units, Steve. You talk about how there's always going to be one of those weeks. You never know when it's going to be. For the season now, you are down two units, and I am down eight units. We are both in the red, Steve. I, I'm I'm sad. I'm sad for our listeners. Yeah, and I've been warning the listeners, anyone who's been following us has done nothing but win the last couple of years going into this year. And it's difficult to pick winners when you're gambling on the NFL. And we've uh, had some really good selections, and we've run good. And obviously, not so good selections last week, and we ran bad, and that can happen. It's um, it's certainly out there, and I want to warn everyone, don't think that just because we had this horrible week that we're going to necessarily bounce back and have a great week. The memoryless property hits basically meaning the um, – however we did last week really does not have any impact on how many winners we're going to pick this week. We are also 9 of 22 now on our best bet. So I was really money last year. You were money. You were good. And our best bets were incredible. This year, not as much. Let's hope we can have a bounce-back effort. Let's do it, Bri. I think we are going to have a bounce-back effort this week. Let's start it off, Ross, Thursday Night Football, as we always do. It's the Houston Texans at home laying 7.5 points to the Miami Dolphins with a total of 44.5 points. So I know the Dolphins were not real good on Sunday against the Lions, and I know that they had to put Albert Wilson on IR, and so maybe I'll regret this, but a couple things jump out to me here. Number one, 44.5 seems like a lot for a Texans team that can't score, but they do have a good defense. I don't think that this game gets to 44.5. Plus, I also think the Dolphins are good enough that they'll at least keep it close. The Texans don't really blow anybody out unless Blake Bortles is fumbling all over the place. So I'm putting two units on the Dolphins and two units on the under 44 and a half. And we're kicking off this week, week eight, in a major way, getting four units back tomorrow night. Well, I do think the Texans are going to win the game. I know Osweiler has played well. I don't think it will necessarily continue. Worried about the Dolphins' back-to-back games in the Miami Heat and now a Thursday game. I'm going to do a two-team, six-point NFL teaser. And I'm going to take the Texans instead of minus 7.5. I'm going to take them to minus 1.5 with the six points. I'll couple them up with the Pittsburgh Steelers down from minus 8 to minus 2. So I've got to win both to win and I'll risk um, to, to win two units on the two-team teaser. I have a proposition bet as well. Watson, obviously, bruised chest, bruised lung, has not been running the ball as well. I saw his rush yards prop came up at 27 yards for this game. I'm going to go under 27 yards. Watson, rush yards, two units on that as well. Moving on to Sunday, Steve. Let's start off in London, Jaguars and Eagles. Eagles favored by three with a total of 41 and a half. Yes, and I'm going to put two units on the Eagles minus three. Now, the underlying stats for the two teams does not support this play. The Jaguars year-to-date have better stats, but I'm seeing continued improvement in the quarterback play for the Eagles. Remember, they started with Foles for two weeks. He was bad, so 
So they rushed Wentz back. He wasn't very good the first couple weeks. He's been improving each and every week. And the Jaguars, I know their underlying stats are good, but I think the team chemistry is horrendous. Last week was the week to rally. There's going to be a mutiny with Blake Bortles at quarterback again. Eagles minus three, two units. What do you think, Steve, about the fact that the Jaguars play in London every year? The Eagles have never done it. The Jaguars, Bortles plays well every year over there. I was there last year. They destroyed the Baltimore Ravens. Are you factoring that in at all? I am aware of it, but I think that the underlying team chemistry is so poor right now, I don't think it's the time to be flying to London to, that that's going to help. Um, but you're right. Jacksonville is a master. At, uh, they have mastered that London trip, but I frankly have a lot of confidence in the Eagles and their analytics team and their advanced team to do um, a travel schedule that will maximize their chance to win. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to put one unit on the Jaguars uh, just because of the London thing and they're getting points. And the Eagles, something's just not right there so far this year. So I'll take the points. I'll take the Jags. Only one unit, though. Ross Cleveland at Pittsburgh. We already got Steve's pick on Pittsburgh. Your turn, though. Minus 8.5 at, uh, at home against the Cleveland Browns. 51 the total. Explain your pick there again, Steve. Yeah, it's, it's called a teaser, and what happens is instead of picking one game, you have to have two games in your teaser. You get six extra points on the line, um, and so I took the Houston Texans instead of minus 7.5 down to minus 1.5. The second leg of the teaser is the Pittsburgh Steelers down from minus 8 to minus 2, and basic strategy, advanced teaser play, you usually only want to tease in the NFL, and you want to tease through that corridor of 3 through 7 so often teams win by either three or seven points. Got it. Okay, so who do you have in each game again? I have the Pittsburgh Steelers at minus two in this game, provided the Houston Texans cover the first leg of the teaser, minus one and a half. Got it. Okay. Um, so I'll take, you know, I'm a little torn on this one. I think the Steelers are going to win the game, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers win the game by a decent amount. Coming off the bye, playing at home, I just strongly dislike laying eight and a half points at, in the NFL. That just that's hard for me. Yet I think it's going to happen, so I'm going to give the Steelers one unit laying the eight and a half. All right, Ross, next up, Denver at Kansas City and the Chiefs laying 10 to the Broncos, 55 the total. Well, this is another one. I think the Chiefs are going to blow out the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos are very good. I think they just played well against the Cardinals after Von Miller said what he did. And I think the Chiefs will probably blow them out like they blew out the Bengals, especially since they're at home. But I'm not going to lay 10. Eight and a half is already a stretch for me. 10 is 10's too much. I'll just lean Kansas City, but pass the game. I'm going to pass the game as well. The fact that uh, Denver gave that game away the first time they played means that um, it's more likely Denver might hang around. If Denver had won that game, I would look to play the Chiefs, but I'm going to pass. Steve, next up, the Jets at the Chicago Bears, and Bears lane seven. Their total is 45.5. I don't like anything I saw from the Jets against um, the Vikings last week, and I wonder if Darnold 
is starting to wear down a little bit. He certainly seems capable and fine when he throws the ball 20 times, when he has to throw it 40 times, all kinds of problems, and he might have to throw that many times because they are a big underdog. I'm going to pass the game. I'm with you on that as well. I think the Bears probably win the game. I think they probably win the game by about a touchdown. I don't really see any value here on either side of the line. It's tough to touch the total with, you know, Sam Darnold being up and down as a quarterback. The Bears defense, frankly, being up and down. I'm just going to pass this one. I guess I would lean Jets getting the seven, but it's not a very strong lean. All right, Ross, Washington minus one at the New York Giants with a total of 42. So this this line puzzles me. And here we are, Steve. The Giants are playing on a short week after playing Monday night. They've traded Eli Apple. They've traded Damon Snacks Harrison. Did either one of those moves make any blip on the line at all? None whatsoever. Uh, the Well, actually, I take that back. The look-ahead line was Giants minus one, so a small correction in the line. Wow, minus one. Well, I like the Redskins to win the game. I won't even be surprised if they win by double digits. I think the Giants are in a bad way, and the Redskins have some momentum going right now. I like the Redskins quite a bit, and I'm going to go two units on the Redskins laying the one point. I think they win this game, maybe even going away. Don't want any part of the Giants who are basically uh, jettisoning on the season, getting rid of two defensive players, but um, I don't like the Redskins at all either. They're four and two. They easily could be two and four. Two fortunate wins the last two weeks at home. So I am going to look over the total for a strong lean just because I um, the underlying numbers for the Giants say eventually they're going to start scoring in the red zone, and I do think the defense is going to get worse. So a lean to the over 42. Steve, the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. Lions laying three, 49 and a half the total. Look at these Detroit Lions with a running game now with Carrion Johnson coming over. Um, that has made all the difference now that Stafford has a rushing attack. These Lions are legit, but Seattle's in a good spot off a solid win in London and off of a bye week. Teams always get a bump off the bye week. I made the game three. I got to pass the game. It's three. I'll lean over the 49 and a half. Yeah, I don't really see much here um, other than both teams have been running the ball pretty effectively. And so I wonder if it you, – you said you're leaning over, Steve? Yes. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to put one unit on the under. Both these teams really want to run the rock. And I don't know that they get to 49-and-a-half. I think the line is about right on. I think the Lions probably win this one by about a field goal, something like 24-21, 23-20. So one unit on the under 49.5 for me. Ross, the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati laying 4.5, and and our total on this one is 54. I just don't know what to expect from the Bengals now. You know, I, I, I had some trust in them. I had some faith in them. But the way they played against the Chiefs, I expect them to come back and play well. I think they'll beat the Bucks, but the Bucks defense played better now that they have a new defensive coordinator, and the Bucks have enough firepower. That I think they can stay with the Bengals. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals only win this one by about a field goal. I'd probably lean Cincinnati, but not much of a lean. I'm passing the game. I thought I would lean with the Bengals in a real good spot to bounce back at home. 
But then I take a look at the underlying stats, and the Bengals' defensive stats have really gone downhill, mostly because they got torched by Kansas City. So statistically, they are a below-average team, and a lot of their wins looking more and more suspect. The fortunate win at Indy, the fortunate win at, at Atlanta, and the win against Miami. Those aren't exactly playoff teams, so I'm just going to pass this game. All right, Steve, Baltimore lane two at the Carolina Panthers, 43-and-a-half. You know, I really like this Baltimore team. I know they lost last week. They let me down, but I, I do think that was a very high-played game. I was looking possibly to play Baltimore, but I didn't think Baltimore was going to come the favorite, and they are indeed the favorite in this game, and I can't lay two against a Carolina team that's playing better. I'm going to pass. Dude, I am surprised that the Ravens are favored in this game. On the road in Carolina, that that surprises me. And I know Carolina has gotten behind the last two games, and the Ravens are a pretty solid bunch, especially on defense. But uh, I'm putting a unit on Carolina. I mean, home underdog, pretty solid team. Maybe I'm wrong, but I like the way Cam Newton's playing, especially in the fourth quarter of that game. Give me one unit on Carolina getting those two points. Next up, Ross, it's Indianapolis, and they're uh, favored by three at the Oakland Raiders. Total is 50. Hard to believe I'm doing this, but I'm putting two units on the Colts. I just think that the Raiders are in disarray. Now they trade Amari Cooper. I don't think that did anything to the line. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but I don't care. I'm still taking the Colts. I like Frank Reich. The O-line's playing better. They ran it better with Marlon Mack, and I think the Raiders – I don't know what they'll do after a bye, but no Marshawn Lynch, no Amari Cooper. These reports coming out about Derek Carr, two units on the Colts on the road laying three. Yeah, and I don't know what the big deal with Carr is. I know I cried after I lost some of my games last weekend, so what's the big deal? Um, the Yeah, the Raiders, they actually were favored on the look headline by minus one and a half, and now the line is Raiders plus three. My power ratings still say the Raiders have value, and the spot's good off of a bye. Team embarrassed, but Ross, you it was you laid out all the reasons why you want no part of this Oakland team right now. I'll pass. Steve, San Francisco at Arizona, Cardinals favored by one with a total of forty-three. Yeah, and the Cardinals should not be favored. I'm going to take the 49ers for two units here. This is a game Arizona won just a couple weeks ago, 28-18, at San Francisco. But Arizona was plus five in turnovers. They were beyond fortunate to get that win. The Niners, yes, they played terribly against the Rams, but most certainly they are a much better team than Arizona who cannot move the ball at all. I will take the 49ers two units. I'm kind of with you. I, I think the Cardinals are in a bad way. And I think the nine, I mean, they both got destroyed, but I have more faith in the Niners and, frankly, a lot more faith in that coaching staff. We'll see. Byron Leftwich takes over as the offensive coordinator. Maybe that'll help the Cardinals, but there's all kinds of trade rumors going on with Patrick Peterson and stuff in Arizona. I don't feel like that's a good place to be right now. I'll do two units on the Niners getting a point as well. The best bet. Next up, Ross, it is the Green Bay Packers at the L.A. Rams, and the Rams favored by nine points with a total of 57. I think that was our first best bet. 
that I was. Think. I'm not sure. Yes, it was. Uh, so Rams Packers. You know, I think the Rams side is probably the better side to be on. I just can't. Nine points to give Aaron Rodgers seems like a lot. I mean, I just feel like I should have some faith in him to be able to keep them close. I just don't really see how the Packers are going to be able to slow down the Rams. The Packers couldn't slow down the Niners. So I actually like a unit on the over 57 because I think Rodgers will find a way to score, but so will the Rams. In fact, I'm going to put two units on the over 57. There's got to be a lot of points in that one. Yeah, I'm going to pass the game. The Rams are just a juggernaut. I don't want to step in front of them, but uh, it's a good spot for the Packers off the bye, and Aaron Rodgers should get a backdoor touchdown with the Packers trailing, but I'll pass. Steve, Sunday night football has the Saints at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings minus one, total 53. Yeah, I think you've got to go ahead and take a shot with the Vikings here. Um, I know it's like game of the year revenge for New Orleans for what happened in the Dome, but I don't have these two teams very far apart, and Minnesota's defense is playing better. They get their edge rusher back, and I could see this coming down to just that awesome Minnesota home field advantage in a very close game. And also, I don't think the spot's very good for the Saints that just played at a quality team, Baltimore, stole a game there, and now they got to go to another quality team, Minnesota. Vikings win, Vikings two units. I would tend to agree with you. Sunday night football, they're getting Everson Griffin back. That place will be rocking. The Vikings are kind of on a roll now after the last couple weeks. I think the Saints got beat up pretty good there by the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm with you. Let's do two units as well on the Vikings. I think they're going to win that game. The best bet. Ross, let's finish it off. Monday Night Football, the New England Patriots. Favored by two touchdowns, 14 points, at the Buffalo Bills, 44.5 total. I'll be there, Steve. I'm going to be on the sideline. Thankfully, hopefully it won't be too cold yet this, this time of year. There's no hope at all for the Bills to win this game. I guess, you know, the question is, will the Patriots beat them bad enough that they win by 14? I'm going to say they probably will. I mean, Monday Night Football, a game everybody's watching. I just don't have faith in the Bills really scoring any points. The Patriots always find a way to score points. The Bills defense is going to have to play a lot better than they did against the Colts. Even so, I'm doing something I never do in the NFL I'm putting one unit on the Patriots laying 14 points. Yeah, that's not an area code that I go to, laying 14 points, but I have no faith at all in the Bills and their ability to score whatsoever. So just a pass for me. I'll be looking at props later in the week on Monday Night Football to bet. Got it. All right. I like it. I also like how everybody's able to bet on any of these things we just gave you at betonline.ag. It's really important that if you guys haven't done this yet, go to betonline.ag and use the promo code PODCAST1 so that you get that 50% sign-up bonus because then once you do that, when I win the PODCAST1 Sportsnet Challenge, I get to give 100 bucks out to five of you. So make sure you already have an account because after I win, I'll say, okay, who are the five, you know, send me your account information or let me know if you want the $500 bills. So, or $500, you know, the $100 credit in your account. So go to betonline.ag, use the promo code podcast one, 
and you'll get that 50% sign-up bonus, and then you can bet on the World Series, college football, NHL, NBA, anything you want. And you can also be eligible to get the $100 I'm going to give out to five of you once I win. Any thoughts, Steve, at the start of the year on uh, NBA or any thoughts right now on the World Series? You know, it's interesting. When football season starts, my baseball season ends. So I was actually in a sports book, and it's interesting how the World Series and baseball has just declined in popularity. Half the seats are empty. Oh, some, a few Dodger fans cheering. But football is king in Las Vegas. And I tell you what, basketball, I think it's become or is becoming number two, and baseball a distant third as far as the NBA it's going to take a while for the Lakers and LeBron to get the um, chemistry together uh, going forward. The story in the NBA, Ross, is scoring. Scoring is up 13 points a game. Last year, the average scoring was around 212 points. This year, 225. NBA, they are sharp cookies. They changed the rules. What they did is um, you get an offensive rebound. The shot clock goes to 14 now instead of 24, so there's more shots going up, meaning more possessions, and the freedom of movement rules in the NBA. You can't clutch. You can't grab on defense at all anymore. They're calling all these ticky-tack fouls. That's loosening up the offensive players and creating a free-flowing, exciting style. The fans love it. I love it, Steve. And I also, by the way, love when people take advantage of any of our sponsors over at RossTucker.com and then forward it to me and say they got a question for you. It's really easy to do. Go to RossTucker.com. You can either just buy something on Amazon on the banner ad on the homepage or go to the sponsor page, click on that, and you can take advantage of any of our sponsors like SeatGeek, like BetOnline.ag, and then ask any question you have. Here's one I got for you, Steve, and it's from Mike and... He said he's been listening for years. He won over $2 million, $2,000 in his football office pool last year from the information from our podcasts. He's got, he sent screenshots, Steve, of like all of our sponsors. PFF, Pro Football Focus Elite, BetQL, the app he downloaded, the promo code for betonline.ag. It was amazing. I love Mike and people that take advantage of all of our awesome sponsors. He also said, that Sage Rosenfels told a story about how they made me play a different position in the preseason because I was the only guy that could do it. That's true. They made me play left tackle in the preseason for the Redskins because they were tired of the backup quarterbacks getting smoked in the back because guys would have a mental error. So even though I had short arms and should never have been playing left tackle, my rookie year preseason I played left tackle because they at least knew I would block the right guy. Um, Mike's question, though, that's the story, by the way. That's the take on it, Mike. I was playing guard, a little bit of right tackle, but they moved me to left tackle for a week because their backup quarterbacks kept getting getting hurt in the preseason games by guys hitting them in the back. Uh, his question for you, though, Steve, he wants to know, is there a way where people can look up all of your information, you know, when you say you got this team rated better than this team, this thing, this thing, is there a, a way somewhere to look up all your, all your bets and all your information? Oh, absolutely. Just follow me at Fezzik Sports, F-E-Z-Z-I-K Sports.com, and I just tweeted out my NFL power ratings 
for each and every team. And of course, I'm only at pregame.com. I can be found there as well. Awesome. And we will also keep getting to your questions. Looks like we got another one for next week. So you got questions for Steve? Send them to us. Ross at RossTucker.com. That'll do it. Let's hope for me, for Steve, and especially for you guys that we have a much, much better week here in week eight. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. You deserve it. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.